Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. It's the full court press with Eric Franson, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, the fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Thursday. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and streaming online, 106.9thefan.com. Of course, we'd love to hear from you today. Your reactions to Game 3 in Boston as the Celtics withstood that uh, surge that we knew would happen in the third quarter from the Golden State Warriors and uh, Boston made the necessary adjustments to still bring things home and uh, do it in a pretty serious uh, fashion. Another double-digit win, uh, winning Game 3 uh, last night. So your thoughts and reactions to the NBA Finals Game 3 now in the books. Uh, game 4 coming up tomorrow night. And so tomorrow we'll add some additional thoughts and previews to that one. But uh, Boston came out, the aggressors really set the tone in the first quarter. And uh, had pretty much full control of the game, though they lost their lead in the third. And I thought, okay, here we go. Uh, this is this is what Golden State does. They come out of halftime and they just destroy teams. But Boston has been really, really good in the fourth quarter. At least they were in games one and three, and uh, proved to be the difference in them uh, winning their games in those two uh, uh, those two particular matchups. So. Um, love to see how this series is playing out. Uh, curious who you think the MVP is right now for the series. I know we're only three games in, and there's at least two more. I'm sure we're going to have at least probably more like three, maybe even four more before this thing is all said and done. But uh, three games into the series, who are you seeing as the uh, MVP of the NBA Finals? 435-339-0321. If you want to chime in and weigh in, certainly I think it would be easy to say Jason Tatum, but I'm leaning a little bit more to Jalen Brown. Um, I just think that he has been uh, perhaps a little bit more consistent, and I think he's played some monumental uh, stretches of games. I mean, he's the one who set the tone early in that first quarter, just was on fire. Uh, but uh, so I think you definitely make a case for Tatum as well. Even though he didn't have a strong shooting performance in Game 1, he absolutely set the tone and, and was making plays for his teammates. But um, uh, this series is long from over, but uh, it was a critical Game 3, and uh, when a series is tied one apiece, whomever wins Game 3 wins the whole thing 82% of the time. So huge win for the Boston Celtics. Uh, and what they're able to do against Golden State. Now, there's been a lot of controversy uh, about you know, falling on uh, uh, Steph Curry. Were players trying to injure him? No, I mean, it was just a scrum. Uh, the refs let him play, let it play out. Uh, certainly there's controversy of, over the language there in the garden uh, that was directed towards Golden State. Uh, Steph, or excuse me, Clay Thompson talked about it. Uh, Steve Kerr uh, and a few others in their postgame comments. 
uh, reflected on it. And look, uh, we've discussed this a little bit before about fan behavior. There's a way to be uh, to get under the skin of opponents and to heckle other teams and other players, but you don't have to be crass. Uh, you, you don't have to use f bombs. You don't have to use racial uh, or at least racially charged language. Uh, you can be smart about it. You don't have to go to the gutter, and that's unfortunately what was going on in Boston. But I mean, we we can all be better, right? Be just be smart and how you uh, go after the opponent. You, and you don't have to to uh, you know, result to using uh, curse words or certainly those uh, nasty ones. But uh, not not really, um, you know, a, a fan of what took place there. Uh, with Boston, I know there's a, a culture there where they kind of know, know that is a, a a point of pride in Boston and in Philadelphia, but I don't think this still is an excuse. Uh, they can be better. We can all be better, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see what changes in Game Four. Uh, but if as Boston has gone in this in their playoff run outside of that four game sweep of Bo- of uh, Brooklyn. They have been an every-other-game team. <laughs> so we'll see what happens in Game 4. Uh, the early line on that one uh, has been somewhat dependent on the health of Steph Curry and, uh, and his ankle or and his foot, but it looks like he has been cleared to play. There's no structural damage. But right now, Boston is a four-point lead or four-point favorite to win Game 4 Friday night again, seven o'clock on ABC uh, is when that one will play out. But uh, uh, when I'm looking at uh, just last night's performance and uh, how Boston dialed it up uh, offensively, it was a you know about the same, nothing that too dramatic, but really what how they dialed it up defensively, and uh, that just that team has everybody on the floor with that buy-in to defend their spot on the court. And, you know, a lot of talk about Robert Williams III and how impactful he is in the paint and swatting shots. And that was fun, right? And as a Jazz fan looking at that, thinking, okay, that's what Rudy Gobert would do. People are celebrating Robert Williams for his defensive prowess in this game. Uh, Rudy Gobert should receive similar type of praise for his style of play. But the big difference is how Boston fundamentally approaches defense versus how Utah fundamentally approaches defense. Boston has every player on the floor guarding their guy in front of them. Utah, yes, they kind of guard, but basically they want to funnel all of their defense into Rudy Gobert and let him be the one in charge of protecting the rim. But when players aren't funneling towards Rudy Gobert, then that puts more pressure on Rudy Gobert to cover more space and cover everybody else's butts. And so people get more more cynical or critical of uh, Rudy Gobert. And I think that's carried over into this offseason as to what should the Jazz do next? What should their next moves be with their personnel? Outside of what happens with the coach, looking at the personnel and – more often than not, we're seeing people discuss you know, Rudy Gobert should be the top trade target uh, for the Utah Jazz. Here's the thing. like I-, I get it. Rudy needs to develop more of an offensive skill set than what he has outside of the lob and everything you know, a foot away from the rim. 
yes, that is a criticism of Rudy that he needs to be able to develop. But he's incredibly durable. He's one of the best rim protectors in the NBA. He's elite at his position. There are a lot of great things about Rudy Gobert that we're conveniently like ignoring at the expense of all the, the just trying to think about uh, the the pitfalls and shortcomings of his other teammates. And so it's frustrating to see what Rudy Gobert did as a player and how good he was and elite is, that he is at his position. And we're seeing that that can be an effective player uh, in a championship-level team with what Boston is doing as long as you have other players who have buy-in to defend and play hard-nosed defense at their position. And Boston has wings, uh, uh, players who are aggressive, and can play both sides of the floor, and they have them in spades. The Jazz just did not have that this last year or even the year before. And so uh, the easy criticism is to blame everything on Rudy because he can't do a pull-up jump shot at the free-throw line. And that's a part of the problem, but it's not the whole problem. If uh, more players guarded and uh, were more uh, took more pride in defending in front of them and the system itself forced them to uh, be more impactful with their own defense, then we may be having some different discussions here in this offseason about potential uh, players on the Utah Jazz roster to be traded away. Um, so, anyway, little two cents on that, my little soapbox on that. Just thinking more about Rudy Gobert, I, I think he I, I think he could be a tough teammate. Um, he's, he's demanding. Um, he doesn't Look like he's a guy that it's a ton of fun to hang out with. Uh, I mean, just you look at his demeanor and uh, how he he conducts himself. I don't know. I mean, you see other players who it looks like they're having fun and they play with joy. And it's not to say that Rudy doesn't have some fun out on the court, but he's just a very intense guy. And I think that could be tough as a teammate that um, you know, is – is he a guy you're going to go hang with and have fun with and and people want to rally around to be with? Uh, Donovan Mitchell, he is that guy. Uh, he plays with joy and gets people excited to be around him and watch him play. Uh, but you know, it's I don't think it necessarily has to be an either-or, Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell. I, I think we're seeing that when the Boston Celtics, they are – they're clearly illustrating that if you have other guys who can defend and play good defense on the perimeter particularly, you can have somebody in the center position who can flourish and people can get excited about his impact and what he does in the game. Robert Williams the third, in 26 minutes of play, scored eight points, but he grabbed eight rebounds and had four blocks. Rudy Gobert has more impact offensively. I think he can have just as much of an impact defensively as Robert Williams is having. And certainly he's proven to be more durable than Williams, who's had several injuries uh, that he's tried to deal with and is still playing through right now, actually. So uh, even though we've seen in these playoffs teams who rely on a, on a big center as a fundamental part of their team structure uh, have, have proven – to be out of the mix, specifically the Utah Jazz, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think you look at uh, the Milwaukee Bucks in uh, Lopez. He was he was uh, basically eliminated his effectiveness in the uh, in the playoffs. 
but do, we've seen some of these big centers, Carl Anthony Towns, um, went, uh, w- with uh, Minnesota, um, Joel, but he and and Joel Embiid, different types of players. With they're not just defensive stalwarts. They also have a big part of the offensive system runs through them. So those guys are different, and I would have to put them in a different class than Rudy Gobert. But, um, you know, what is – I would love to know, through all this discussion and trade talk, you know, what is Rudy Gobert uh, – how, how is he handling his, his offseason? I know he was over in Europe. He went to, like, a soccer game. But – is he focusing on developing more of an offensive game? Is he working on getting stronger? Uh, I know that's been a big part of uh, his offseason routine is to add more muscle and more bulk to be more durable. And it's pretty much worked out uh, for how he plays and, and to, to, to keep himself healthy and on the court. But how much is he going to work on some kind of an offensive skill set? Uh, that's what I would love to know. And at this point in his career, can he add that, or is he just this is who he is, and we all gotta just understand what it is that he what he can do and and what he can't do, and not to to expect any more than that. So uh, I don't know, but I'm certainly encouraged by what I'm seeing in Boston. That a good rim protector can have a place in a championship level team. And uh, we're seeing that with Robert Williams III. Horford, he's in his career, now his later stages of his career, he'll mix it up a little bit on the inside, but he's also going out and uh, shooting three-point shots. Game one, he dropped six. Last night, he was one for two. So he can do that. Uh, Robert Williams III, he's not a guy that's going to go do that. Uh, everything's going to be at the rim for him. But uh, you know what he's doing is, uh, is a huge impact. But... It really mostly only works because of all the other things that are happening around him with his other teammates. All right, another step aside here on the quick uh, on the full court press. Uh, yesterday, David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, sat down with Danny Ainge. We haven't really heard a lot from Danny Ainge since he became part of the uh, front office for the Utah Jazz several months ago, and uh, until just recently. He's been there, but we were, but he hasn't made himself available to the media or to the public, really. It's mostly been Quinn Snyder. We've even heard from Justin Zanuck a little bit more, Ryan Smith. We've heard from others in the organization, but we really haven't heard much from Danny Ainge until just this week. We heard him. He participated in the press conference with Quinn Snyder and Ryan Smith on Monday. Uh, it was interesting that Justin Zanuck was not part of it, but uh, Danny Ainge was. And then he sat down with David Locke yesterday in an extended interview discussing you know, their, his, his philosophies about selecting a coach, what he looks for, and, and if it gives us any bit of a, an idea of who he and, and the Jazz organization as a whole may be looking at to be the, the next head coach for the Utah Jazz. So I'm going to play that in its entirety. It's not too long. I, I thought it very insightful, just uh, getting an idea of uh, you know, the, the, the mindset of this organization and the direction they may be headed and uh, how they ultimately select who the next head coach is going to be. Uh, Danny Ainge has proven very successful in picking head coaches. 
guys that have taken their teams to the NBA Finals now multiple times, uh, who have won NBA championships. Uh, very few, and I mentioned this just the other day, I think this is courtesy of David Locke who dug this up, but very few GMs have put together multiple teams that have gone to the NBA Finals. Very few. Danny Ainge is one of them. Pat Riley is another, who have com- with completely different teams uh, over different eras uh, been able to get back to uh, or go to and then get back to uh, the NBA Finals. Danny Ainge is one of a very select few in all of NBA history that's been able to do that. So it's absolutely worth picking that guy's brain and using his experience and knowledge and feel for the game for selecting the, the, the next direction for the Utah Jazz, at least being a part of that discussion for the future of the Jazz. So we'll hear that interview coming up in its entirety, coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Also, uh, continue to get your thoughts about who you think the early uh, MVP is of these NBA Finals. Uh, the Utah Jazz have reached out to multiple teams throughout the NBA to request permission to, to interview uh, assistant coaches, and uh, the, they've been granted that permission. So we'll look at who those who those guys are, what that list looks like now as it's starting. The, the interview process is underway for the Utah Jazz. And then interesting uh, rule change from the NCAA for college basketball that was just uh, released today. And uh, I love this. Uh, I think this is really, really good. And hopefully it uh, helps the, the college game get better, look better, and, um, and play better, frankly, and how these games get played at the collegiate level. So we'll discuss that coming up a little bit later on in the show as well. But first, uh, warmer weather is on its way. It's here, and uh, that can make it tough on your vehicle, how it operates, how it runs. So make sure you have the right kind of oil in your vehicle. So check it uh, or t- check it in to Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Go there, take your vehicle there, because they've got that Valvoline Synthetic plus that Valvoline Max Life oil, which may you know either one could be better for your vehicle based on the type of vehicle that it is, and they'll help you guide you through how that process could work. Uh, plus, the best thing about Valvoline Instant Oil Change is they'll get you back out on the road fast. So go check them out at 695 North Main in Logan. And, uh, in fact, they're actually now open on Sundays, if that happens to be the better day for you to get your vehicle checked on. That's uh, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. 
Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Looking forward to turning 65, but the mail and the phone calls can drive you crazy. We can help. If you're considering working until full retirement age, let us compare your employer coverage to Medicare. You have choices. We will provide you with the information and assistance you need. Call 752-9493. Having a local agent makes all the difference and there's no cost to you. Call 752-9493 or visit us at lssins.com. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare, and then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and streaming on 106.9thefan.com. Multiple ways to hang with us or take us with you wherever you may be headed. And also, you can chime in. Participate in the show on our Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. By the way, text that we got uh, the tail end of the show last night that I didn't get to. This goes from 0366 Great interview with Gary Anderson. I believe this whole valley mourns with him and wish him the best. I uh, totally agree. Uh, heartbreaking for anybody who has uh, been touched and tragically with in the way that that, uh, that he has, what he had to go through and continues to go through. It's not something that uh, you quickly recover from. Uh, it's uh, it's tough. It's really really tough. But um, appreciate those who uh, it's it's clear. In our conversations that we've had with assistants and with players over the last several months, 
it's clear that uh, there is a large group of people who surround Blake Anderson who really love him and support him. And I think it's pretty clear, too, that this Valley and uh, Aggie fans everywhere um, are putting their arms around him and his family and to want to continue to see him uh, succeed and to uh, get through uh, the tragedy that has befallen him. So great person, uh, great man, and uh, really excited for this upcoming football season. And uh, the, the mix of the transfers and the new players coming in, the players that are there before but taking that next step, um, I think there should be some high expectations for this football team because they've of what they've achieved. But the, it, despite all that, I mean, there's a number of publications out there so far that aren't giving this Aggie team a lot of credit for what they accomplished last year and what they think they're going to be able to do this upcoming season. So it's really shocking and surprising to me. But, hey, that's okay. It provides great bullet, bulletin board material for this football team to motivate them to prove their doubters wrong. Uh, so if you missed our interview with Blake Anderson yesterday, it's available on our podcast feed. It's also available uh, for, uh, for if you want to listen to it on 1069thefan.com. I have the full show from yesterday on there, but I also isolated just that interview uh, that Jason Walker and I did yesterday. Um, and we covered a lot of topics from recruiting changes, NIL, uh, college football playoff, uh, eliminating divisions in the Mountain West, the BYU rivalry. So we, we covered a lot, and uh, we had a lot of fun speaking with uh, Coach Anderson in his office. By the way, didn't mention this yesterday, but we had a great view of the field uh, as with the new turf that's been put in. Looks great. Looks really sharp. And they're also working on putting in the new chairbacks on the uh, west side of, uh, of the stadium. So uh, that's that was pretty exciting to see the progress being made uh, in that facility and some of the things that have been developing in the offseason. So exciting stuff for Utah State football and uh, can't wait for August to get here <laughs> for so we can start talking to the players and seeing the practices and getting a better idea. Now, media days for the Mountain West, about a month and a half away that will be in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, I'm really curious to see what the preseason polls look like and uh, where they're going to place the Aggies uh, compared to their peers. Now, there's coaching change in Colorado. Uh, there's been some personnel change in Wyoming. Um, you know, Air Force is always tough. Uh, just looking at the Mountain Division specifically, I think that the, um, the voters will probably default to Boise State as the number one team in the Mountain Division. But I think uh, Utah State should be right on their heels. But uh, we'll see. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll do this, actually. quick. Uh, we'll take another quick timeout. And to, just to get back on track for our, uh, our commercial break schedule, on the other side, we'll just go right into it. An interview that David Locke conducted with Danny Ainge yesterday uh, as part of the Utah Jazz uh, Radio Network. We're going to bring that to you and uh, hear it in its entirety, actually. It's not too long. But I think it's really insightful to get in the mind of Danny Ainge, who's been a successful player. Uh, he coached. He was in television. And certainly we know he's been successful a as an executive in the NBA, putting, finding coaches, putting together teams, and finding success 
uh, with that uh, multiple times. So it's great to have that kind of knowledge, experience, and connections in that Utah Jazz front office and uh, see if it gives us any insight as to who the Jazz may be targeting in their coaching search. And then after that, after the Ainge interview, uh, go through the list of player or, or coaches who the Jazz have been requesting uh, permission to speak with uh, who are on uh, rosters right now or on coaching staffs right now. And so uh, look at that list, who they are. And we went through who's on some of the candidates are earlier in the week, but now it's getting a little bit more real as they have officially requested permission to speak to some of these guys. So that's coming up uh, a little bit later on here on the program. But first, just want to remind you about Mountain West Motor, where they've got every truck and SUV on their lot is unique, and it's been customized, so you'll be ready for your next adventure. So you'll be equipped with all the right gear, traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks, and a whole lot more. Just go check out their inventory right now at 615 North Main in Logan, uh, or you can check them out online, mwmotor.com. Are you a do-it-yourselfer? Have you been looking at that boring blah wall in your home for far too long? You need to check out the Speedy Mason Thin Brick System at Castellite in Logan. It's a simple system that anybody can do to make a blah wall into a beautiful focal point. Refresh your home with some very affordable options at Castellite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castellite.com. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. Avoid the stress of renting a shampoo machine and cleaning that dirty upholstery yourself. This is Dow with ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry's hot carbonated extraction process will make any piece of furniture in your home look close to brand new again. Sofas, love seats, recliners, or even car seats. ChemDry of Northern Utah is happy to clean your carpets, but don't forget about making sure everything in your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care, such as a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Make it special, make it jealous. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Well, Danny, thank you very much for taking the time. Exciting days ahead for you and wanted to talk about the coaching search and what you have ahead. And let's, let's start right there. What in your mind are the characteristics of a great head coach? Wow. I've been around so many great head coaches, Dave, and like they all, you know, there really is no Michael Jordan coach. Um, but I think that uh, most of the coaches have really strong characteristics. And so there's lots of different ways to win and there's lots of different success to be a coach. Um, I can't tell you what are the most important ones. Um, I've, I've fluctuated in my career what are, what those are. And it always seems like you're looking for a coach that's different than the coach you just had. And, you know, we'd like a coach that does a little bit more of this and a little less of that. But, um, you know, I think that just integrity is always important. Um, a partner, someone that you can work with, that you can build something special with together. I think is very important also. You've hired mm. twice before, really nailed it both times. Both of them lasted eight years, which is well beyond the average in Doc Rivers and Brad Stevens. What was successful about those two hires for you? Um, I think that our relationship and um, our willingness to work together, I think was probably the, the biggest part of it. Um, two completely different personalities. Um, you know, Doc was a man's man you know he was a he had command of the locker room even with strong personalities like kg and paul and ray and rondo and perkins and james posey i mean we had we had some strong personalities but doc was in charge of that team and that was always really impressive to me how how he commanded that team and i mean he obviously had other characteristics and qualities as well um, but that was the strongest one and brad's greatest strength was his preparation. Uh, I think he earned the respect of his teams through his genius and through his, you know, X and O's and his willingness to um, like try to outsmart the other teams with their game plan. And uh, I think he was, they were both very effective in their own ways. Ironically enough, this is a conversation you and I actually first had like in 1985, I think, 95, I think, um, at a summer league in Utah, I asked you whether or not a head coach could be both very detailed oriented and also very creative at the same time. Can someone have both those qualities at the same time? Detail and creative? Yeah, I think so. I think that, um, yeah, I think you can. I mean, like a lot of coaches um, will be very creative and then they'll move towards simplification. I don't know very many that start out, you know, simplifying the game, 
that become more creative. Um, but I think you can have parts of both. Do you have a preference? Um, I think they're both important. I'm not sure I have a preference. I think maybe depending on your team, your personnel, um, like I've been, I've been a coach and I, I was one of those coaches that set out, I was going to have five different defensive schemes and we were going to be the best defensive team that ever lived. And, uh, at the, the longer I coached, the more I simplified just because of the personnel we had, like we just, we couldn't, you know, do things on the run as much and in a, in an era where there was much more practice. Um, but it was still difficult. And I, I noticed, um, you know, the Pat Riley's, um, the Don Nelson's, they, they kept things a little bit more consistent and had less defensive schemes. You have a unique perspective. There aren't a lot of people who've been a former player, a former coach who are, who've also hired before who are hiring again. Like the, I don't, I don't think that resume exists in many places. You're saying I'm old, basically. I wasn't. I was going with experienced <laughs> and unique, but we can go with old. What do you think that, um, that, that unique perspective gives you in this search? You know, I've tried to think about that, like just in the last 24 hours. Like I've, I've been thinking about all of the great coaches I've been around and all the great qualities and characteristics. And I'm Casey Jones and Rick Adelman and Paul Westfall. Like they were all fantastic coaches in different ways. And, um, and then the coaches that, um, that I've, you know, that those are the coaches I played for, but the coaches I've, I've been an executive for like doc and Brad and anyway, there's, and then coaches that I've watched very closely, like Phil Jackson, uh, obviously everybody's following Steve Kerr and their, and their, um, success over the last decade. Um, I think that they, there's a lot of characteristics. We talked about a few of them, but you know, one thing I always appreciated about Phil Jackson's technique, and I and I see a little bit of this in Kerr as well, is you know it's your it's your job to get a team to perform at their best, and it's but doing that it's it's not you don't coach them all the same, you know you take an each individual and trying to maximize theirs into a team, and um, and and players are are people and they're different. They're all different. You can't coach them all the same. Some are more difficult. Some are really easy. Some need to be taught to be more free. Some need to be, you know, handcuffed a little bit and and be taught to conform a little bit more. So being able to manage all of the personalities, especially on an NBA level where there's so much money and there's big egos and big dreams and all-star appearances lead to, you know, millions more dollars and um, it's complex. And you also have to be able to manage chaos. And um, everybody wants a beautifully run machine, but my NBA experience tells me that most of the great players and most of the great teams I've been around are mostly chaos. And so managing an entire organization, all that it entails from medical staffs to training staffs to travel, which hotel you playing and, and 17 players and their agents, um, you're managing a lot of chaos. And, and sometimes you have to focus on some of the chaos as opposed to just the basketball. It would be nice if I could just like concentrate on what offense we're going to run tonight for the game. But the job is much, much bigger than that. You, it's interesting. Most often when you're looking for a coach, something's gone awry. 
doesn't seem like anything's really gone awry. You got six straight playoffs. You're averaging 50 plus wins. I think you've got the second most amount of wins over the last six years of any franchise in the NBA, second or third, depending on how it finished. Do you think that makes this job more appealing than some other jobs other people might be looking at? I mean, yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's, it's appealing for sure. Like, is it more appealing than every place? I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on a time. Um, I think there's a little bit of uncertainty of what direction the franchise is going to go right now. And so there might be some uh, hesitancy, but I don't think, um, I mean, based on the first 24 hours after uh, Quinn stepped down, uh, there's a lot of interest in, there are many, many coaches out there that would, would die to have this job. And, um, but as you said, it's not dysfunctional. It's not, um, you know, like that's why we wanted Quinn to stay. Like nobody was trying to get Quinn out of here. I mean, he just felt like it was his time, but I think that, um, I think we'll be able to find a good coach and somebody that will be very, very excited about being here. What's the process now? What, what is this? What are the steps that you go through as you try to hire this head coach? Well, so right now, um, you know, we've contacted some people as to who we want to interview for sure. And we're still thinking about others. We're trying to figure out what what net to cast do. You know, what are the criteria? Do they have to have head coaching experience? Um, uh, you know, uh, are they do they have to are they just NBA guys or the NBA assistants? What's an age criteria and experience criteria? But we're trying to figure out what kind of net to cast right now, but there's a handful of guys that we, that we've identified that we for sure want to interview and there will be that many more. Does it matter if you hire June 15th or July 15th? Does it matter in this process when you get this hire done? No, which is, which is rare. And, but I think it's good. And I think that um, somebody, I think Justin told me they, it was about six weeks in the process of hiring Quinn. And I think we're in a similar boat. We have a, a lot of staff that's under contract that, you know, is getting an opportunity to do more. I think Alex is going to run our summer league and, and, and is, will run all the workouts for that. And so I think we're in really good shape right now. So I think we can take our time and get this right. When you sit down with a coach for an interview, what is it you're trying to discover? I'm trying to kind of find out who he is. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of basketball discussion. Uh, I want to know how he thinks. Um, you know, but we also do a lot of background checks. I also talk with a lot of people that have worked with each one of these people and just to find out who they are. But I want to know just their family dynamic and I want to know how they think, how they, what they feel about questions we talk about, like with chaos and, what sort of organization they want to run. And, um, you know, is that realistic or, you know, they obviously haven't learned what I've learned potentially if they're like, you know, I want to run like Greg Popovich runs in San Antonio and I want Tim Duncan and Mono Ginobili and they're the most, you know, obedient stars that have ever lived. And, you know, well, what would you do if you coached Charles Barkley <laughs> or Kevin McHale? And, uh, anyways, it's, um, it's a fascinating process, but I'm looking forward to it. Is there a, I don't know what the right word is, whether it's soul or culture, that is the Utah jazz that this person has to match? You know, I might not be the right person to answer that question, Dave. Like, I don't know what the soul of the Utah jazz, or I mean, I know a lot of souls of very successful NBA teams. I've been in the NBA finals many times and won championships. And 
I think that there's different ways to win. So I don't really think that the soul of the Utah Jazz or that it has a soul. I think that, um, you know, Jerry Sloan had great success with Stockton and Malone. And I think that team had a soul. And I think that the success that Quinn has had in, in what he's created here, not just on the court, but culturally, uh, relationship wise, I think it has a soul, but um, I think another coach can bring a different type of personality and culture that can be equally su as successful. I might have missed someone along the way, but from what I think I found, there's four people in the history of the league who've built what I would call two totally separate teams that made it to the NBA Finals. You've done it with the Celtics, this team, as well as the Kevin Garnett team, Pat Riley did it with the Heat, Red Auerbach certainly did it prior. Is there something in your belief there of what that is to build that, that this coach has to match? Like I said, I mean, I, I want to coach with integrity that's willing to work and that's willing to work together, that understands that it's it's bigger than his program, that it's bigger, that, you know, we have to work together to have success. Um, I want a coach that obviously knows what that means, how hard he has to work, that has a hunger and that is going to give all that he has to the franchise and uh, to his players and develop the relationships that are critical. As you go in this process, there's a fascination about player involvement. What is the role of the players that are currently on the roster in the search? So, you know, like I've always believed in player involvement. I, I was always appreciative when, um, when Red Arback would ask me a question about things going on with our team, even a potential trade that he was contemplating. Um, I've involved my players. Um, just, you know, I, some of it is I'd really like to know what they have to say on, um, because they may know somebody. Uh, they may have played. So in our situation right now, um, if there's been a particular player that has an association of some sort with a specific coach, I would absolutely would be mistaken if I'm not going to spend time with that player. And then there's times when you just want them to feel included and you want to make them, make them aware of the process that you're going through. But I felt, you know, as a coach and an executive with players that you have to sell them on what you're doing. Whatever it is, if you're making a trade, uh, you know, that they might not like, you have to be able to sell why you're doing it. And um, ultimately it will, and, and that's just to get them in the right frame of mind so they can give that change an opportunity to succeed. Um, but, you know, I believe players are partners in this thing too. So, yes, I think player involvement is important. Final thing for you. I would look back at the hiring of Brad Stevens and read a bunch of the articles about it. And it was a stunner at the time. In fact, there hadn't been a lot of college coaches that had had NBA success. So it was a little out of the box. Quinn followed then as a former college and pro assistant. Um, but there had not been a lot of singular college coaches. Is there an out as the game changed in a way that there's another thing, thing, thing over something different than the traditional hiring that you have in your head right now as you start the search? Well, you know, so one thing that's different now is, you know, when I was in those hires, I was out on the road all the time. I mean, I had a special relationship with Doc Rivers as a, a, a former opponent of his in, in very heated uh, physical game, seven game battles with Atlanta. Um, I was able to work television and like spend time with Doc before playoff games and, and talk to him through what he was going through 
And I developed a really good relationship and I was able to watch and observe so much that he was doing. And then with Brad, I was able to watch practices and games and watch how he was able to change and execute a completely different game plan in an NCAA tournament from one game to another with very little practice time and get a bunch of college kids to execute that way. And it was, I was especially impressed. So uh, I remember standing with our owner who was a big Duke grad, Steve Pagliuca in Boston. And I was sitting at the national championship game with Duke and, and Butler. And I told him from across the floor, we're sitting on the front row. And I said, as they went to shake hands, I said, there's the best coach in college basketball. And he goes, oh yeah, Coach K is like, the best coach ever maybe. And I said, no, Brad Stevens is the best coach in college basketball. And I was teasing with him a little bit at the time, but like I was so impressed with what Brad had done. This was a year or two before, you know, the time came up, but you know, because I haven't been on the road lately because of COVID and I don't have that television relationship with as many coaches, it's, it's, it's not the same. Um, so that's why we'll have, I'm going to spend more time where, uh, in the last two hires, it was, those were my first choice guys. And let's see if we can get them where I don't have that this time. I, there's, there's a lot of guys that I've liked, heard many good things about. And now I'm finding out that they're, they would really love a chance to coach the Utah Jazz. Well, best of luck. And we look forward to chatting with you and uh, watching how the process plays out. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right. Very insightful stuff there with David Locke and Danny Ainge interview that uh, was done and shared on the Utah Jazz uh, social accounts. Uh, but uh, as a fi- an affiliate of the Utah Jazz, thought that was important to bring that to you. Uh, coming up on the other side of the break, we'll, uh, I wanted to share some some thoughts, some things that stood out to me in that interview that jump out as to the, the thought process that may be going on with that Utah front office, who the candidates that they've requested permission to speak with, and a few things breaking this afternoon about some rules with different sports. One is college basketball related and one is high school soccer related. We'll update you on that coming up on the other side of this timeout. But first, just want to remind you about Napa Auto Parts. They've got the items that you're looking for, the parts that you need, use and rely on every day. Plus, they have some of those hard-to-find items that you're looking for. But they've got it in stock when you need it at five locally owned uh, Preston to Providence, Napa Auto Parts stores. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cash Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. I have been servicing, selling, and installing appliances for over 40 years. We have been a locally owned and operated family business since 1970. Daryl's offers you the most experienced service team in northern Utah and southern Idaho. Keep it simple with a one-stop appliance shop with service, sales, parts, and warranty needs all in one place. Our huge parts department has the right part when you need it. Remember, shop local for the best-priced appliances and quality service in the business. Daryl's West on Airport Road. 
Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. Hi, this is James Stevens and Mark Thurston with White Pine Funeral Services. Here at White Pine, we want to invite those who have been affected by the alleged mishandling of pre-need funeral money to contact us. We are saddened by what took place and we want to help those who lost money by offering our professional services to you at no cost. Stop by and see us or visit whitepinefunerals.com for more information. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Uh, A couple things that jumped out at me with that Danny Ainge interview. This uh, coach needs to be able to manage chaos well. Uh, Said that coaches have to understand that there's some uncertainty about the direction and future of the franchise. I thought that was interesting and revealing that there's a sense that they're getting about that. Uh, There's no urgency for the franchise in in making a decision. Uh, The NBA draft is coming up on uh, June 23rd. Free agency begins August 2nd, but uh, they don't seem to be feeling too much pressure to get a decision made by a certain deadline. Uh, wants the coach to have a hunger to, uh, to to learn, to grow, and put a lot, of, a lot of time and effort. Needs to be able to develop relationships. Uh, another thing I thought was interesting about player input says that it's important to have player input, uh, but to sell the players on what you're doing, too. I thought that was interesting. Um, but at the very end, maybe the most revealing point of it to me was that there was no first choice guy for him. Uh, Doc Rivers and Brad Stevens were both first choices that they were able to go get. And this jazz organization doesn't have a first choice guy. Um, Other news that uh, broke this afternoon. um, In fact, I may push the NCAA basketball one into tomorrow because this other one is a little bit more surprising. Uh, UHSAA just this afternoon announcing that the sport of boys' soccer is going on probation and they're reducing the number of games that they'll be able to play. Uh, Instead of 16 games, they're going to reduce it down to 14 because of the rise of unsportsmanlike ejections. And uh, they'll be on three years' probation and that they will have an annual review to see if the sport is getting any better or its players are getting any better. So kind of a shocking uh, story that's just uh, been out. Uh, And in the end, they're like, we will have no further comment on this. It's like we had our executive discussion. We met, we discussed, we've decided, and we're moving on. And uh, we we will provide no further comments on this. But the quote from the release today, in a meeting Wednesday, the executive committee voted to place the sport of boys soccer on probation due to a rise in ejections related to unsportsmanlike conduct 
removing two games from the sports contest limitations. UHSAA programs will now have 14 allowable contests, down from 16. So, wow, that's, that is really shocking and surprising that an entire sport put on probation in the state of Utah and reducing the number of games played. Not one school, not one team, not one region, not one classification, but everybody in high school boys' soccer affected by this. So that's, wow, that's really, really big news. So we'll have to react to that and get some thoughts on that moving forward. And we'll talk about the changes in college basketball uh, tomorrow on the show. Until then, have a great day, everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. There's obviously a lot of controversy surrounding the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. The QB was facing over 20 civil lawsuits for inappropriate sexual behavior when the Browns awarded him a fully guaranteed $230 million deal. But since the Browns acquired Watson, things have gotten only worse for the superstar. Yesterday, the New York Times dropped a bombshell article. The report claims the signal caller met with 66 massage therapists over a 17-month period. We have no idea how these lawsuits will turn out, but when you look across the NFL and even baseball, a Watson comeback this year is starting to look bleak. Calvin Ridley was given a year-long suspension for betting $1,500 on NFL games, and baseball's Trevor Bauer suspended two full seasons after being accused of sexual assault. Still a lot we don't know, but if Ridley's actions were enough to land him a year-long suspension, it might be a while until we see Deshaun Watson suit up in Cleveland. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.